binge eating, overeating has nothing to do with what the food is or the pizza or the burger is. It has to do with what's going on in your surroundings. So when someone tells me they're overeating or they're binge eating, it's not to do with the food. It has to do with something going on with their life. So I then have to dig and dive and figure out what's going on. And then they share. And then I have to sit with that. to the Kill Number podcast. I'm your host, business mentor and personal brand strategist on a mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different and show up as the best person that they aspire to be. Are you one of my five a day? Keep all your messages coming. Let me know on Instagram at Kelly Lundberg Official and let me know what you've been inspired by. Was it something on this episode? Keep them coming. It makes my day and it makes my guest day knowing that it has had such an impact. Thank you in advance for being one of my five a day. If you haven't already, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help secure even more guests to come on the show and it just takes a couple of minutes. Tell me which episode you like and it just draws more attention and more credibility. Welcome to the show, Natasia. You're here. (laughs) We have talked about this for so long. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Natasia was just reminding me (laughs) that when we spoke about this about 12 months ago, I'd said, when we're building the personal brand, you'll get to the point and I want you to share your story on the podcast. And yeah. that is what you're here today to absolutely, talk about. Absolutely. A little over a year ago, we had yeah. this conversation on the elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't follow myself or Natasha and I, we spend a lot of time together. So Natasha started off as a client of mine. Mm-hmm. We met through Instagram. Yes, we did. And we, social media. We, yeah, absolutely. We want to talk a lot about that. Yeah. We work out together. That's resulted in us doing branding videos when it comes to style, not size. Absolutely. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you do and then the journey of your brand and your story will Sure. Evolve. So as Kelly mentioned, my name is Natasha D'Souza. I am an emotional eating coach. I help women that struggle with eating disorders such as binge eating, anorexia, overeating, come to the other side, help them on their healing journey and help individuals get to a point of sustainable weight loss. And more recently, I like to call it unintentional weight loss. So while we're working on the habits, that's what we're working on the sidelines as well. So that's what I do. Personally, my journey, I've talked about this many times. However, I'm also known for my 65 kilo weight loss journey, which was happened about 10 years ago. And I had my own struggles with food binge eating particularly. And that has now turned into a superpower in helping others get through the struggles because I can relate to them in levels unimaginable. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing it for almost three years now. And uh, personal branding perspective, it's been a, it's been a ride. It's been an <laughs> absolute ride. I, I remember when I, we first started, I had come to your masterclass and you're like, if you don't have if you're still sending emails from Gmails, I'm sure I don't have anyone in this room. And I, that was me <laughs> I was sending Gmails. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh God. And you're like, and everyone here has a domain, right? And I was like, what is a domain? You know, so it was, we've come a long way. We've we come have. a long, long way. And, you know, it, the journey of growing and evolving and, and how I become more confident in how I present myself now, mm-hmm. you know, 
can email me at support at Natasia D'Souza <laughs> as opposed to support at Gmail. I remember you bought your domain yep. name in that masterclass. Absolutely. We have quite a lot of breakthroughs in, yeah, the, in the masterclass. Absolutely, in like, the masterclass. And, and I remember telling you, oh, I didn't buy my, you're like, what do you mean you haven't bought NatasiaD'Souza.com? You've been in business. <laughs> you were in business, what, um, 18 months yeah, by that yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I haven't. And that's the most impactful part for me. Because as the brand was evolving, I then started believing in myself more till then it seemed temporary, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm doing this, but it might seem like a hobby. But then as we were developing and learning the importance of things, I was like, oh, wow, this is getting real. You know, I want to show up as what we're presenting it as now. So it was, uh, yeah, it's been beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, making the decision because you were working full time. Yeah. And then you decided, you know what? No, I'm actually going to go and pursue supporting other women. Were you, were you doing that on the side? I or? was. I was yeah. very much so doing it on the side. And I was I was taking late shifts so I could take morning calls with clients or I would take morning calls and then I would work late shift with clients. And so I was kind of working around the clock at that point. And I, the more I started getting into coaching, the less I desired my job. I didn't want to be there. You know, every day seemed like such a slog. And then October, I made the plunge. I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I didn't even have, I wasn't even making, let's say, stable income at that point to Mm -hmm. supplement for what was coming in. But someone at the time told me that there's no other time than now. And if that fire won't drive you to do better, then what will? So I took the plunge and it was the most nerve wracking thing to do. I mean, did you just wake up one day? Yeah, really? Yeah, I woke, I literally woke up one day and it was my last weekend at work. And I remember sitting there saying, I can't do this anymore. I really, really can't do this anymore. And a client of mine at the time even kind of extended her hands out. She's like, I can see how unhappy you are at work. You know, if you want, I can provide some supplementary income. You could do some social media for us, but quit and go and pursue your passion. And I think it was all those pushes and, I just said, yes, I got up. I told my manager I had to tell her something and she suspected she knew something was going on in the sidelines because my social media was expanding in that limelight. And I said, I'm ready. And she's like, I knew it was coming. We were just wondering when you'll pull the plug. So So you left your full-time employment, went to pursue something that you were so much happier. What were the first few months like of starting that business? Oh my God. First few months were, they were rough. They were really, really rough. You know, as I relied on a lot of side work other than my business. So I was like, oh, I could do social media. I could get supplementary income, but those fell through then, you know, and I can't blame anyone. It just didn't work out in the way that I intended to. Mm. So money was really tight. Paying basic bills were really tight. And, you know, you kind of question everything because that, that's where the, I lost the biggest belief in myself because I was like, I don't have money. How am I going to help my clients? How am I going to grow as a person? How am I going to build my brand? So it was it was very tough to show up for other people when, when secretly you're, you're struggling. You know, it was some of the toughest times, but I believe it's made me the person that I am. You know, that resilience that they talk about, I think I wouldn't have become that resilient if I didn't go through that. And it's taught me a lot about money as well. A lot about money, you know? <laughs> what's, been your biggest, what's been your biggest lesson about money? I don't have to spend all of it. <laughs> It's okay to have some in the bank account and it doesn't need to be touched. But, you know, it put me in survival mode. So if I would even get a little chunk of money, I feel like I need to spend it. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge learning curve, but 
Looking back now, I would not have it any other way. But I also don't want to go through it again. <laughs> yeah. But these are all aspects. You kind of have to go through these parts to, to learn it from it. Absolutely. They were, they were weeks I was eating eggs, just eggs, because it was all I could afford, you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm only smiling at that because I have spent a lot of time with Natasha. We do a weekly shop because we're at the gym. <laughs> and this woman still eats a lot of eggs. Yeah. The first time we went to the shops and you bought like a pack of, I didn't even know they did eggs in a, in the carton so big, like, I don't know, 36 eggs or something you bought yeah. in a one Yeah, I actually, I'm going to make it even more embarrassing. I bought 90 eggs because it was, <laughs> it was a case of 30 eggs and you're like, are you actually picking up three carts? So yeah, some things, I've not let go of some things, <laughs> even though I can afford it. I've still, I've still kept the whole egg thing going on. <laughs> So, I mean, for those that are listening, we'll know that we've we've developed our really close relationship. We met, so you were maybe, what, three months, was it, when you had... I just quit my job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had quit my job end of October and we met in December. I had just started following you on Instagram. And I remember telling myself, I was like, oh, wow, this woman's so amazing. And I even, and I I think I even said this to you recently, I told myself, I'm going to be friends with her one day. Like, I'm going to be really good friends with her. I hadn't even spoken to you. I hadn't even messaged you at that time, but that's what I told myself. I don't even know where that came from. But, and then a few months later, you were having a weight loss support group, you know, an accountability support group. And and I seen it on your stories and I was like, yeah, me, please, I'll join. And that's when we met for the first time when you had your, your run at Kite Beach. So I was uh, running half marathon and yeah. Natasha and I was, the goal was to lose four kilos up till Christmas. Did anyone want to be held accountable? You were like, yeah, me. Yeah. And then you'd said, oh, you're running. Yeah. Can I come running with you? And yeah. I was like, sure. <laughs> you should never run. And you came and to I, the no. beach and you ran 10K. Yeah, I ran 10K. And I was so like, oh my God, I'm, I'm meeting these people for the first time. I have to impress them. So I was dying inside. I was <laughs> dying inside. But I was like, you can't stop running. You can't. I think that was the longest I've ran without stopping, even on the half marathon itself, because I was, I had to show you guys that I could not, I couldn't, like, I can also do this. So yeah, that was the first time we met and then we realized we lived in JVC and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was really, really good. I think that's where things budded from, but I still wouldn't have thought then things would have progressed for us the way that it did, you know? I remember having our first session together and really seeing your potential, uh, but really seeing where there were areas that you could improve on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The confidence piece for you, I'm sure that you're okay because we've talked about kind of the the aspects, but the confidence in in yourself, in your personal brand, how how you show up, even from a style perspective, getting photographs taken. Yeah, that was big. To even what you charge clients yeah. and oh yeah you know if we Absolutely. think now to when you told me this is actually Kelly what I'm bringing in yeah to now yeah in 18 months yeah absolutely I mean the huge turnaround yeah huge turnaround like I think there's a point in that because a lot of people think personal branding you can't equate it to finances or, yeah. or you know the bottom line it's about investing in your credibility and the visibility and you've done all of that yeah. investment through the strategies that we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. But it has had a profound impact on your bottom line. Absolutely. And you know, what hit me the most is when we had our first meeting, you had said, show me your competitors in the markets. And so I sent you my three competitors. And to me, like these women at the time were, they're doing it. They're the biggest. And your first words to me, in my head, before I met you, I was like, Kelly's going to be like, Natasha, you've got to show up in this way and this way and this way. 
And your first words to me were, they have nothing against you. Like literally their, their brands, for lack of a better word, crap, you know? And I was shocked. I was shocked at what I was hearing because in my head, these are the people Who I should- you looked up to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I took a step back as you were speaking. And I was like, oh, wow. So that kind of gave me the green light as, oh, I have potential. You mm-hmm. know, I can do a little bit better. And then we would talk about prices and how much I'm charging. And I would think that's a lot. People are not going to be like playing small, you know, and from your experience and how long you've been doing this. And once you understood the nature of my business, you're like, Natasha, you're providing so much. You're speaking, you're, you know, coaching them in a way, you're guiding them, you're doing shadow work. That's a lot. And you need to understand your value. And that was big for me, understanding my value in this market, especially as a new business owner. That was big. But then we did it in increments. Yeah. And that was safe for me, you know, rather than waking up and being like, oh, by the way, this is my VIP. You're going to quadruple your services. Exactly. But we did it in increments. And then I remember January of 2023, you and I had a discussion and I was like, Kelly, prices are going up. And then I had my first client at that price, my second client, my third client. And I was like, and now that's the standard, you know, it's the standard and it's, it's so different. And it's even different in the clients that come up, come on board because they value you based on your experience. They know what you're bringing to the table and it's a no-brainer for them. Mm. For them, it's like understandable, Natasha. This is how you show up. This is the value you provide. It makes sense. And I would have never thought that two years ago. Absolutely not. So uh, my question to you is, what are some of the best personal branding strategies that you think have worked for you over the past couple of years? So social media has always been big for you. Yeah. What else has kind of worked for you? So social media, a lot of what we talked about. So speaking opportunities was definitely one. Mm-hmm. And you definitely said, Natasha, you need to make yourself more visible. And I thought I was with the, going to networking events, but it was making yourself more visible where you are the authority. And that really stood out for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because then people are like, okay, she's speaking about a subject, a subject matter that is of relevance. And she actually knows what she's talking about. That was huge for me. Understanding that concept was huge for me because then I was looking to speak and show up at places, not for the sake of showing up, but rather to, you know, share some light on my knowledge, share some light on what it is that I actually do. Okay, she's an emotional coach, but what does she actually do? What is her ways, her method? That was big for me. Another thing that was really big for me was LinkedIn. I think that was (laughs) that's one I've been really, really stubborn about. I don't know why, you know, and we've talked about it even through the accelerator program, we've spoken about LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Link- and I just sat there nodding, you know, like, yeah, I'll sure. do one post. Yeah, I'll do <laughs> one post a month. And now I do two posts a week on LinkedIn. And that's increased my visibility to a next level. You know, I'm getting I'm contacted by corporate companies, by schools, you know, not clients necessarily, but all those speaking opportunities, all those, can you show up on our webinar? I've got two podcast interviews from there from different insurance companies, you know, complete game changer, you know, to the point where sometimes I get overwhelmed. Like I get nervous to open these apps. It's like, what if someone else needs something from me and I can't deliver it on time? So that was another big one as well. LinkedIn website was another one as well, you know, driving traffic. When things blew up for me, let's say in June, I think if I didn't have that website platform, for people to bounce off emails from or contact a section from. Again, it's the credibility, right? And understanding that. And I always tied my worth to credibility. I don't know why, but 
But as I built the credibility, my self-worth in my business just evolved because mm. now I see the placements and I was like, that's me. That's my website. That's my pictures that are getting posted here and there. So it increased the worth for me. And that was that was big. That was really big. I think one piece that you haven't talked about that I think is really has really helped you stand out is you've been very honest about your story. Yeah. And why you're on this journey or what started you on this journey. And then, you know, it's, it's all developed from that. So what made you be, because I think there's, everyone's honest. So then maybe if I ask that, at what point did you think, no, I need to be more honest with sharing my story to connect with people? I started seeing a pattern with clients. I've helped over 500 women now. And I've seen a pattern that about 70% of women that binge eat are victims of trauma whether that's physical trauma, sexual trauma, raised in households that were, you know, quite violent in nature, or a parent was quite violent. I've seen this pattern, you know, and it's not like I was actively seeking it, but in conversation and understanding why people are using food as a coping mechanism, it came out, which then if I bring that back to me, food was a coping mechanism for me due to my sexual trauma. And I then realized that these women, including myself, are all suffering in silence. We're all showing up as we want to lose weight. We can't eat right. But no one's talking about why did we even get this way in the first place, Mm -hmm. right? And it was time. So I didn't want to be the next best trainer or the next best nutritionist. I wanted to be the person that helped women and now men understand that, yeah, you may have gone through this difficult time in your life like myself, but let's shed some light to it. Let's heal from it, right? We don't need to spend a lot of time there. It's like a wound. The more you play, the more you pick at it, it's not going to heal. Let's know that you're not alone and let's work together to change, that you're okay, you're safe, you're normal. And the more I started sharing about my story mm-hmm. and my experience and you know the, the sexual trauma that I've been through three times in my life as a kid, more people started showing up and they people were contacting me saying, this has happened to me. I want to work with you because I can relate to your story. The comment I get from clients all the time is, because you know, Natasha, you know what it's like. You know, I'll get clients that come to me that would pick the highest paid trainer only because I've been through the same circumstance that they have. And Mm -hmm. I can relate to them in that level. I can relate to them when, you know, food was a comfort for them when no one else was. You know, when you're kind of, there's a lot of shame with trauma and you don't want to talk to people. So when I talk about it, people always tell me the fact that you can show up, not just for yourself, but for all of us that have suffered, it's, it's remarkable. And I, I, I never thought I would ever do this. I thought this would, this would be a secret I would take with me to my grave, but it has been, it has been life-changing. It really has. Yeah. So in sharing with people, the vulnerability, yeah. which I think so many people potentially are scared in their personal brand to be vulnerable has had a profound impact. And I think not just on your business. I I know you personally, it's had a profound impact on also the way you heal or the way you've healed with this. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when you and I had gone to Kite Beach and I was telling you about the story. After that day, I was telling myself, I was like, I have never just had a casual walk with someone telling them about what I've been through. It was like we were walking. You had, I remember where you, we were. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't run that day. So we were both just walking on Kite Beach. I and can I was, never run. Yeah. <laughs> I can never run again. That's for sure. And I remember us walking and I remember getting home that day and saying, wow, I've just had a casual conversation about this. And that 
ignited something in me. And the more I spoke about it, a small part of me always kept healing. You know, I started crying less about it. I started dreaming less about it. I started, I stopped sabotaging myself in certain situations where food was my friend, the more I shared, you know, because it was no longer a secret. It was something that people knew. It was something that people acknowledged and they, they were there for me. Whereas before I was always ashamed. I was mm-hmm. always, I was made to feel ashamed, you know, because at one point I did share this once on my social media. And I remember, I remember my mom saying, don't worry, I'll never tell your father. As though it was, it was a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. And so then I never spoke about it again. But the more I shared, the more I told people, this is what happened to me, the more I shared the particular ages that it happened to me mm-hmm. and, you know, and they were different men and, and what, what it actually involved the more I healed, the more comfortable I felt, the more safe I felt. And the more safe I felt, the more I could hold space for other people that was Mm -hmm. suffering in that limelight, you know, because now they had a safe space to come and say, I have no one, but can I just share this with you? And Mm. I know you're not here to heal me, but can I just, can I share this secret with you? Because you can understand. And, and I was able to hold that. Whereas before, I don't think I could have. I Mm. think if someone were to share something with me that deep, I would have probably cried or it would have probably triggered me. So yeah, that's, it's been a big, big, big game changer for me. So where do you find your sort of balance? So people are telling you very emotional situations and what led them to it. How, How do you manage that? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. For me, you know, I, I do need to have an outlet. I've also realized with the clientele that I have right now, I need like a hibernation time where I can process what's been shared because a lot of the times the calls are very emotional. Binge eating, overeating has nothing to do with what the food is or the pizza or the burger is. It has to do with what's going on in your surroundings. So when someone tells me they're overeating or they're binge eating, it's not to do with the food. It has to do with something going on with their life. So I then have to dig and dive and figure out what's going on. And then they share. And then I have to sit with that, you know? So I have, I've done things, therapy, hypnotherapy, you know, I've, I go on a regular basis. Our workouts help a lot, you know, to release that tension, get that dopamine, that serotonin hit. Like I, I thrive on those things because if I don't, not only am I sitting with my insecurities, triggers and my daily day to days, but now I'm sitting with other people. So I've learned a lot over the past year to, to decompress, to, you know, understand that I take things very personally. So I'm starting to learn that, yes, I'm here to help them, but it's not a burden that I need to carry day on and day Mm -hmm. out. I'm here to help them get through that burden and not leave that burden on my lap once, you know, once they've resolved from it, let's say. So it's a, it's a work in progress. It is a work in, I'll be lying to you if I told you, wow, I can do this. I always ask myself, I don't know how therapists do it, I don't know how some of the world's best renowned coaches do it, but it does. It takes a lot out of you. It does. What was the defining moment or the defining day? What made you decide to go on that journey? I know some of the things that you've told me about yeah. that day. What made you decide, you know what, I've had enough of being the size I want to, to lose weight. What was it? Was it one thing? Was it a number of things. I'm just um, curious of the mindset of where someone it was, is. You know, it was, an, it was a number of things, yeah. you know, it, it was creeping up over time and it was, oh, you're overweight. Your mom has blood pressure. Your dad has diabetes. When are you ever going to lose weight? 
you're going to die in the next 10 years. These are the constant threats I would get from doctors, from family members, from things of that sort, you know, and it never phased me. It never did. And I still remember leaving the doctor's office with the diet plan. And he said, you either follow this, that's you done in 10 years is what his exact words were. how old would you have been? I was at the, to be precise, 21. Okay. I was at exactly 21 then. And I took the diet and obviously I never followed it. This was maybe September-ish. And I remember December of that year, my last meal was McDonald's, you know, and I told my mom, can you take me to McDonald's, please? And she, she just thought, okay, McDonald's again, this is what Natasha wants. And so I got a Big Mac. I got all the fancy stuff. I told them, no Coke, please give me a milkshake instead. I think I got six or seven apple pies and I went straight up to my bedroom and I polished the entire thing. And next morning I came down and I pulled out the diet that the doctor gave me and I handed it to my mom and I said, we're going to start this today. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to start this. And mom said, are you sure? I said, yeah. And it just went from there. The first week I lost three kilos. Next week I lost one. And then I was like, oh, this, this is interesting. This is working. Coming from someone that's never lost weight in her life. And then it it flowed. It was the most unhealthiest diet. I would never recommend that diet to any of my clients today. It's the most unhealthiest diet, but I don't regret it because it got the ball rolling for me. I had a lot of learning to do after that, but Mm -hmm. it did get the ball rolling for me. So that was my my breakthrough moment. And then you lost all the weight and then you gained it back again. And I think that's something quite interesting that it's it's very, you talk about that in your stories as well and your personal brand is that Hey, I've been there. I've lost the weight. I've also gained it back, which I think is quite a common occurrence yeah. with many of your clients Absolutely. or those that are going through it. But tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I gained back, I lost a total of 65 kilos. I gained back 40 of it. And that happened in about eight months. The trigger for me for that to happen was I remember seeing my doctor for the last time. And I said, what do I do now? This was me at my goal weight. And he said, now go live your life. Everything that you've not been able to do your entire life as a child, go and do it. And that was my green light to freedom, you know, not thinking that if I continue doing what I was doing, I'm actually going to become that person again, not realizing that I'm now a new personality and I, and I need to shape my future in that manner. Mm-hmm. No, I thought, okay, yeah, back to milkshakes, back to this and back to that. And before you knew it, 20, 30, 40 kilos was back on. And I was so upset. I was all my life as a child, when I was humiliated, made fun of, you know, laughed at, all I wanted was to be thin. That's all I ever wanted. I wanted to be thin. And I was so upset because I told myself, how could I let this happen? The one thing I ever wanted in my life, I let go in six to eight months. And that's when I knew something wasn't right. Because how can you want something so much and it just slip away from your hands of that? So that's when I realized food was a trigger for me food was a coping mechanism for me. And this is the strategies that I have learned that I have, I've been through the ruts of it back and forth. I've lost the same 20 kilos back and forth. These are the strategies that I've extracted now and implemented my program. Because in my program, I tell, and I tell people, you know, some of the mistakes that I've made is I would try to compare every weight loss journey after that to my first weight loss journey, which is the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Start a new journey. And some of my clients would be, let's say, you know, they've had the weight loss injections or they've had things such as the balloon or they've had gastric bypass and have gained all the weight back. So we then talk about, well, forget what happened. Forgive yourself that you've, you know, either spent all this money or you've had all this surgery and let's talk about new ways. 
And it's easier for me to have that discussion with them now that I'm very open up. I'm not just this, you know, superstar for losing 65 kilos, but I've also gained and lost the same 40 kilos back and forth. Mm. And I know it's a struggle, but we just need to shape your new reality and take it from there. So showcasing that I have failed on this journey, even though I had major success, has been really big and Mm. has allowed people to really resonate and understand that this is a commitment I'm making forever, not just a three-month, you know, short-lived plan that once I'm there, that's it, I go back to my old habits. And you're very clear about that sort of sustainable part. Yeah. It's been quite interesting as we've started on since the start of this year. Yeah. And even in the start of this year, what if you lost maybe seven kilos? Yeah. So from the start of this year, close, it's going to be close to 12 now. It's going to be close to 12 kilos. Yeah. So once I quit my job, a lot of my old habits started creeping back in the stress levels, you know, and now that life has balanced out, let's say my basic necessities are in place. I The 90 eggs that the, you buy. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Now I feel like I had the, the time and the patience to give myself that time this year. So, mm. and I was very open about that, even on my journey this time, that yes, I'm an emotional eating coach. Yes, I, I coach people on unintentional weight loss and sustainable weight loss, but I've messed up as well. And yeah. I'm on this journey as well. You know, it's not me being perfect here and you know, I'm, I'm still here and I'm doing this with you. And I think that that says a lot about the coach or the individual, because you're, what's the saying going? You talk the talk, you walk, walk the, the walk, door. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's not just me, you know, learned a certification in, in school and now I'm saying, okay, well, this is how it goes. So it makes conversations as well so much more easier because I've been there, I've done that. And I always tell my clients, there's nothing you can tell me. I haven't said, heard, or done myself before. So just share, just roll with it, you know, and it's been a good year. I feel that that word journey, whether that's in personal branding, whether that's in weight loss, the sustainable is how do you sustainably do it and do it consistently? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that's the piece that you've been working on because you said, you know, in the past six months, I've still had a life. I've still done this. I've still had, you know, times where I've, I've enjoyed myself and not felt like I'm missing out, but it's been a way of life. Yeah, absolutely. It's tiny, consistent habits. You know, it's been things like uh, liters of water, 10,000 steps, going for our workouts, you know, being active over the weekends, not eating after 7 p.m. They're not major things, mm-hmm. but they're tiny, consistent habits that I maintained not even 100% of the time, but 80% of the time, 90% yeah. of the time. That just shaped my months. And then one month became two months, two months became three months. And actually, when I spoke about that on my Instagram, that I lost two kilos a month in six kilos, and sorry, in six months, that making it 12, people were amazed by that factor, that it was just two kilos a month. Nothing more, nothing less, no sacrifices. Well, that seems manageable, I think, to people going, okay, I don't need to go and lose 10 kilos before I go on holiday in six weeks. And with a blink of an eye, six months passed. And when I shared that, that was just my personal journey. But then I had people signing up saying, that's what I want. I want two kilos a month. I want to have a life. I want to go for brunch. I want to be able to have dinner or a a date night with my husband. And I want two kilos a month, Natasha. That's how I want to do it. And, And yet another example of me sharing a personal experience of something I tried this year Mm -hmm. and people saying, wow, doable, manageable. She's done it. I want to now do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that opened a whole other door as well. So that was uh, 
Yeah, that was a absolute game. It was something new for me as well. It wasn't a quick fix. We're still on this journey with yeah. our new trainer, which is <laughs> very interesting. Who I'm sure is trying to kill us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it, we learn and grow and that's that's where we are at the moment. I think there's something in that. So accountability. Yeah, absolutely. So accountability in the gym, accountability as a coach. You yeah. account, you, your clients are accountable to yeah. to you. You have been accountable to me yeah. to do those things. Yeah. We know a lot of the things we should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. But just having someone yeah. to go, have you done this? Yeah. Or what about doing it this way? Yeah. Or in my experience, this worked better. Yeah. How much has that had an effect on your business and the way that things have gone? Oh, massive. It has had a massive effect. I have been raised in a household where you've got to figure it out on your own. You've mm. got to figure it out on your own, you know? And I stepped into business with that mentality. Mm. I have to figure it out on my own. I need to go through the rut and figure it out on my own. But why do you need to go through the rut? When someone has been through it, it's telling you, I've done it and I don't want you to make the same mistakes. And here is your game plan on how you do it. Then why do you need to do it? But I, that concept for me was so hard to understand because in my head, I was like, yeah, but that's a game plan that would only work for that business. It won't work for mine. They don't know, you know, and that was a big hurdle for me to jump over, but it's massively changed. It massively changed the trajectory, the exposure the the way i'm you know the way i present myself the my value my actual value you know not that i i devalued myself but there were things that i was letting slip by that i was saying okay to where i was undervalued because i thought i had to but mm. then when you when you have outside impact like especially through our accelerator program when we when we were talking about you know week on week Nadassi, did you start your podcast and if I wasn't held accountable for that, I probably would have said, yeah, sure, I'm doing it. But then I would show up on the call. I was like, okay, so what's your title? What are your topics? Where are you going? I was like, oh my God, this woman doesn't let it go, does she? <laughs> you know, and it's things of that sort. My master classes, you know, my master oh, class. Very, I remember your very first master class. Exactly. My very first master, my master, till this day, my master classes are a hit. Till this day, I get, I get, you know, I get They've evolved so much over time, but it's now one of my, my key business pillars are my masterclasses to speak with clients, to generate, to generate future clients and things that, you know, leads, marketing. That was big for me because I remember you saying you need to hold your first masterclass. And I said, absolutely not. That's not something I'm doing, but even something of that sort is, has now become such a norm for me. Yeah. So yeah, definitely massive, massive impact. I am so, so proud of you. Thank I just have you. to say that, you know, and it, it's, I love being able to, you know, I love that we've, we've developed a friendship out of this and, yeah. and so much more from accountability, Jim, Absolutely. but what you've taught me about even nutrition and Absolutely. macros Protein and, and yeah. We have my own wins when I message back and I'm like, yes, I got over 110 grams of protein. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, But I am so proud of everything that you you have implemented into your business strategy and how much that has affected everyone else around you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm trying not to be emotional and cry, but I told myself the one thing I need to do is not cry on this episode, (laughs) but I'm happy it's happening towards the end. We are at the end, right? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, as, as a friend, as a coach, as a mentor, it's like, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed to have you in my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, let's end on some fun questions. Yes. There's, 
there's so much more that I know we could talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the point where I go, can I get some tissue? Yes, this, this, <laughs> this would be the point. <laughs> We've got a couple of fun questions okay, there perfect. that you don't know what they are. Why don't you pull a couple out and okay. answer them? Okay. And um, yeah. Okay. You can pick pick two or three out of that bundle right. that so, you've got there. Two or three. All right. So if um, I lose all willpower when it comes to, oh God. Oh no, I, I think I could answer this. Yeah. I actually think I could answer this. <laughs> go, go ahead. Cold stone creamery. Yeah. Is that the answer? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say ice cream, but you said cold stone creamery. To be more specific, yes, exactly. That's, oh my goodness. I love it. I got yeah. the answer right. Yeah. As an emotional eating coach, that makes me very proud <laughs> that it was dessert. <laughs> if I wrote a book, its title would be, wow, that's a good one. If I wrote a book, its title would be Breaking the Cycle. Mm. That's what the book would be. So holding you accountable for the next piece in your personal brand journey is going to be a book, I think. Yeah, that hopefully, hopefully. I hope so. But yeah, that's that's what I would call it. So this is my last one. Okay. I'm particularly stubborn about listening to others. That's, <laughs> that's I will not go on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I'm partic- I still do this. Still do this. I'm so stubborn about it. And then I'll secretly say, oh, yeah, I should have listened. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I'm but you take action after that. Though. Yeah, I, I do. I, I'd say you don't, maybe don't necessarily listen at the time, but something that I've also commented from, from you in the past is yeah. you're very good at reflecting. Yeah. So you go yeah. off and you do your journal the next day or you do some time on the weekend when you're in yeah. Natasia space. Yeah, absolutely. And you're very good at reflecting on, I could have maybe have done this better or maybe I yeah. should try this or... Maybe there's a better solution here. So, you know, credit due. Absolutely. And that's actually evolved even more now because before I used to take the weekend and I'd come back and be like, Kelly, I've actually thought about what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Now I do it like it happens in a matter of 10 minutes. And I say, I reflect and I say, oh, no, that that wasn't right. So it's it's evolved even further. So hopefully (laughs) it gets better. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so, so happy. And I cannot wait to see where you you go and what happens. But I really hope I'm always part of your life. Yes, most certainly. (laughs) Give me a hug. Thank (laughs) you. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media. Screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.